Welcome to Above the Noise, a podcast at the intersection of faith, race, and reconciliation. And I'm your host, Grantley Martelli. On this episode, I want to talk to you on a topic that has been of concern to me. I've heard people speaking about this and some misinterpreting this topic of should believers and people of faith obey the laws of the land. And they've been using it in a way that I, I interpret to be manipulative rather than to be within the context in which I believe it was written. So I want to spend some time on that in this episode and using the text from Romans chapter 13, the biblical text. And it says, Everyone must submit to the government authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist are instituted by God. So then, the one who resists authority is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it brings judgment on themselves. For rulers are not of terror to good conduct, but to bad. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good, and you will have its approval. For the government is God's servant for what is good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, because it does not carry the sword for no reason. For the government is God's servant, an avenger that brings wrath on one who does wrong. Therefore you must submit, not only because of the wrath, but because of your conscience. For this reason you pay taxes, since the authorities are God's public servants continuing to attend to those tasks. Pay your obligations to everyone, taxes to those who you owe taxes, tolls to those whom you owe tolls, respect those you owe respect, and honor to those you owe honor. Do not owe anyone anything except to love one another, for the one who loves one another has fulfilled the law. The commandment, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and whatever other commandment are all summed up by this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not do wrong to a neighbor. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. Now that's a powerful scripture, and I'm sure that other faiths have similar scriptures. However, if we misinterpret this, we can see where it can lead us down a path that begins to put many contradictions in what we say as believers, as people of faith, and it allows us eventually to even look at injustice, look at the lack of mercy, look at intolerance, look at evil in the eye, and justify it because we can say it is being done by a government and the governments are instituted by God, so therefore we must obey them. So I want to delve into this a little bit today. All scripture, we believe, is God-breathed and it is absolute. However, it is absolute within the context of the scripture. From Genesis to Revelation, it must be absolute within that context and it must fit and it must be consistent because we also believe that God does not contradict himself. The, the writer of the book of Romans, we believe to be Paul. And if we take this to be absolute, that Paul is saying that you must obey the government and obey the laws at what 
ever the cause, then Paul is contradicting himself because we have many instances in the scripture where Paul is imprisoned, he is beaten, he is told not to do something, and he does it because he believes his calling as a representative, as an ambassador of the kingdom of God, calls him to preach the gospel, calls him to show people the way to Christ, calls him to point out things in the community that are unjust, and this get him at odds with the laws of the land. So if Paul is saying you must obey the government at any cost, then he is contradicting himself. And we know that that's not what's happening here. Now, the other thing about Paul is that he was willing to accept the consequences for his actions. He understood that if he did what his conscience told him, what he believed he was called to do, if he fought for justice and mercy, if he continued to preach the gospel, then there would be consequences because if he was faithful to his calling, it would put him sometimes at odds with the law of the land. That scripture also goes on to say the greatest law is to love your neighbor as yourself. So therefore, it takes the law back from what the government says or what the laws may have said, and it brings it back to what is the greatest law. The greatest law must be a law that allows us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Therefore, it must be just, it must have mercy, and it must be building up rather than tearing down. We also know that all laws are given to guide and to lead us. And in my estimation, the laws are based, just laws are based on the Ten Commandments, which we find in the book of Exodus chapter 20. If we look at history, if we look at the history of mankind, we find that even in communities that were not exposed to the, to the Bible or to Christianity, the laws, the basic laws of those lands are based on the Ten Commandments. Love your neighbor, do not covet, do not steal, do not murder, do not kill, take a day of rest. So therefore, we see that even, even throughout history and even throughout mankind, these laws, which I call the ten, which, the, which we as Christians call the Ten Commandments, but which I believe are natural and universal laws, even perpetuate beyond that places where we, the gospel might have been heard or the Bible might have been distributed to the people, yet we find that these natural laws, these just laws, become part of communities. There are many places in the Bible where we see the followers of God, the followers of Yahweh, the people of faith, are required to disobey the law of the land if the law is unjust and if the law violates the word of God. We see this with Daniel. Daniel was a prominent leader in, at his time. He was a slave serving a king, so he was obedient to the laws of the land, serving the king, doing the best that he could. But some people conspired against him to pass a law that they knew was going to put him at odds with his faith and with the king. And Daniel found himself in a place where he had to make a choice. Do I obey this law and violate my my faith in God and what I believe I need to do, or do I go along with it in order to comply? And we know the story. Daniel chose to continue praying three times a day. He chose to continue doing what he knew was right because he knew the law was unjust. It was written specifically to target him and, and people of his faith in, in retaliation for the, 
his prominence and the king wanting to promote him. So Daniel did what he believed was right, what was just, and he continued to pray that allowed that caused him then to have to go to prison. And even in prison, God protected him. So when we do what is right, when we do what is just, it may put us at odds with the law. However, we've also got to be willing to pay the consequences. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego disobeyed the law. They were told to bow down to the golden idol and worship this idol. And they said, we cannot do that, O king. We will work for you. We will serve you. We will help you make money. We will be part of your kingdom. But we will not bow down to an idol because it violates our spiritual laws and our faith. And they faced the consequences of that. But they stood up to it as well. The disciples were found disobeying the law of the land when they were picking grain in the field and eating on the Sabbath. It was an absolute law that you, on the Sabbath you were supposed to do nothing but rest. And, and the, the religious leaders came to Jesus and said, why are your disciples breaking the law by picking grain and eating? And he said, don't you remember when and that, and David and his men had to go into the temple and eat from the temple in order to survive while they were at war. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Jesus said, Would you not be unjust, leave the 99 sheep on the Sabbath day and go after the one that was lost and bring him back into the field, in the fold? Again, he was saying the Sabbath was made for man, not for the Sabbath, not man for the Sabbath even though it was an absolute law. You see, there were things that were illegal, that was at many times were perpetuated by people who thought they were doing good and following the same principle. For instance, slavery. Slavery, the, the, the African slavery, bringing Africans from Africa to the New World was legal. It was codified. It was encouraged. It was supported by every aspect of the European and the white society at that time, including many in the established church. But yet we know it was wrong. Yet we know it was evil. Yet we know it perpetuated the death of thousands of men, women, and children being dragged from their land and dying at sea and and then coming to a place where they were beaten and they were held enslaved for many, many years. That was also a choice that people had to make. When the abolitionists came together, they said, we cannot stand for this any longer, so therefore we are coming together and saying that this is wrong and that we cannot allow it to go on anymore. The Holocaust was not imagined. The fact that so many people were, Jewish people were taken and executed and imprisoned was real. And it was something that was legal to do. A whole, an entire country was involved in, in perpetuating this injustice. So we know that evil exists, and sometimes governments and laws can be used to promote evil. So what, what is the scripture telling us? It is not telling us to be absolute without thought. It's saying, it has to be, you have to obey the law within the context of the word of God, within the context of just laws. The Bible doesn't contradict itself. If, if the laws are based on, on just laws, therefore, 
Paul cannot be saying that you obey the government at any cost, even if it caused you to be unjust, even if it caused you to violate your faith, even if it caused you to not show mercy to each other. Because Micah 6, 8 says, our duty is to do justice, to love mercy, to walk humbly with our God. Unjust laws do not allow us to do justice. Unmerciful governments do not allow us to show mercy. So how can we say that we have to align with them? In the book of Acts chapter 5, the apostles were brought before the court at that time, the, the high court, and they were told to stop preaching the gospel. And they said to the, to the leaders, should we obey God or should we obey man? Our calling is to obey God, so therefore we cannot stop preaching. It was a direct violation of a law. Which brings us back to the greatest law, which is to love our neighbor as ourselves. Governments are leaders, and yes, God allows them to be chosen and to rise to power, but He expects them to lead justly and to show mercy. So questions arise as should we as believers vote? Yes, we need to vote. Because we need to vote well, we need to be educated. We can't just put our vote to one party or to one issue. We must look at the total picture and see which has the potential to bring about the most justice, the most mercy, and to benefit the more people, and especially the least of these, as the scripture says, by who we vote for. Should we be law-abiding? Yes, we should be law-abiding. As long as those laws do not violate the higher law, which is the law of God. There are other places where we see this in the world. We talk about the persecuted church. The persecuted church is called the persecuted church because in those countries, in those places, it is illegal to be a Christian. It is many places, it is subject to imprisonment, indoctrination camps, and even death. Yet we pray for the persecuted church. We hold these people as martyrs, as people who are willing to be brave, to do things that many of us probably would not do for the sake of the gospel. And their actions completely violate these verses here if you take them in their absolute reading. So therefore, there must be a higher reading. The higher reading can only be Does it violate the law of God? Does it violate a higher purpose? Does it violate justice? Does it violate mercy? Does it violate the things that God has called us to live by, to love our neighbor as ourself? And the persecuted church is taking a stand that says, yes, we will be law-abiding citizens as long as it does not cause us to violate our conscience and to share the word of God with our neighbors and with our friends and with our country. So absolutism without context leads to injustice. The scripture also tells us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So there are four things that I would like to offer in bringing this thought to a close. The first one is to think. Dr. Martin Luther King said, the hardest work of what we do is to think, to think hard and do the hard work. Anyone can get up and speak, but the the hard work is thinking and putting it into practice in a way that makes sense. The next one is to prayer. Pray and ask God for guidance and direction to lead us in where he wants us to be and where he wants us to take a stand. 
And yes, that may put us in opposition to a government or to a law at times, but he expects us to, to, to prayer. He expects us to, to, to listen. And then he expects us to follow his way, even if it means that we get branded as the persecuted church or an outlaw or outside of the laws. The third one is to read with an open mind. Read and learn. Read the scripture and learn. Don't open the Bible or and just read it to say, I believe this, so I'm going to read this scripture so that I can justify what I believe. We go and read the scripture and and we we do not ask the scripture to adjust to us. We adjust to the scripture and we adjust to it in, in a logical sense, also with faith and looking at it in its continuity from Genesis to Revelation so that it, we, we are not picking and choosing passages and then taking them out of context and creating chaos within the community. The fourth item is to seek higher laws. This scripture ends with a higher law. When it all comes together, the Apostle Paul says, Whatever other commandment there is, all are summed up by this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. So he brings us back to this higher law, this higher law to love our neighbor, to do justice, to love mercy, and to love our fellow man. I hope this makes sense and I hope this encourages you. This podcast is available at all the major podcast hosting directories. And as you're listening right now, you can click subscribe in the directory where you're listening and you will be subscribed automatically to all our future episodes. You can also send us an email at above the noise 24 above the noise 24 at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram.